It's not uncommon for us as humans and responsible adults to give everything of ourselves to the needs of our family, our work, and our community, only to end up sacrificing the very thing that matters most to those we serve, our health. How does one man come back from the brink of disease by making themselves a priority and, in turn, realize that the very act of self-care has been the missing piece in truly becoming the provider, the leader, and the warrior that he's always embodied. That's what we're discussing today on the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show. Welcome to the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show, where each week you'll hear the real-world experiences, life lessons, and guided principles that every highly driven man needs to master. Their health, productivity, and relationships by sharing conversations with the world's most successful people in fitness, nutrition, supplementation, and mindset. Meet your host, Benjamin Brown. He is a fitness and nutrition expert, consultant to Fortune 500 companies and world championship sports teams, a husband and father of three, and has been helping men transform their physiques, optimize their energy, and own their fatherly mission since 2005. Thank you for joining us today, and without further ado, let's jump right in. What are the life circumstances that drive a skinny kid to join the Marines, get in the best shape of his life, only to end up sacrificing his health for his work and family, ultimately getting lost down the road of what's considered normal in today's low societal standards? Today, we bring on BSL nutrition coaching client Gabriel Daly to discuss the fitness and nutrition journey that led him from peak physical condition in the Marines to a type 2 diabetic father of six struggling to perform the way he knew he could. Over the past six months, Gabe has transformed his physique, overhauled his nutrition, overcome type 2 diabetes, and become the father, husband, and leader that he's always knew he could be by investing in himself and his future. Gabe's story will help you realize that you're not alone in the struggles that we all feel day to day, and that through structure, commitment, daily consistency, and gradual realistic change, You are just as capable as anyone else to make profound change in your life. It's a pleasure and honor for me to be able to share this interview with you, and I hope you enjoy it and learn as much as I did. If you did, then please leave a five-star review and a positive rating and share this with someone whom you think needs some motivation and inspiration right now. And if you're ready to talk about how to make a hard pivot with your nutrition and fitness, and you want the no BS step-by-step approach to get you there, then let's chat. Just schedule your free nutrition strategy call at bslnutrition.com forward slash level up. There's no better time to take control of your life and your health. And without further ado, here's Gabriel Daly. Gabe Daly, welcome to the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show. What's up, brother? I'm much, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I appreciate you taking the time to come on. Um, it's definitely an honor to have had the privilege to work with you for the past, uh, well, let's see, we're probably around six months now, uh, working mm-hmm. together. And of course we've been, you know, kind of working together in a way for the last several years, but, but certainly more formally over the past six months and your results have been absolutely phenomenal. And I wanted to bring you on and share that with our audience because I think it's really important for them to get a real world look at what this shit looks like. You know, when we turn on social media and we hear from people that have lost good amount of weight, change their lifestyle, change their habits, 
sort of have this preconceived notion of that it was easy for them. And I think it's been anything but. So let's, uh, you know, I'd love for you to just kind of share um, what that journey's looked like. And maybe you can start with just kind of your background and, you know, kind of where you've come from. Sure. Uh, well, thanks for having me. Uh, I think a little bit about my background probably starts uh, probably from the Marine Corps time. You know, I joined the Marine Corps uh, underweight. You know, I had to get a waiver to join, and that's pretty much my life up until that point when I was 18. You were uh, in the first like year. 140? No, I was at the minimum was 111, and I weighed 107 when I enlisted. <laughs> oh so I had to get a, God. I had to get, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to get a waiver just to join, and uh, you know, I, I I couldn't do it. You know, more than five crunches, I couldn't run. You know, I was just a scrawny little guy. But the one thing I was really good at, and even to this day, was doing pull-ups. Yeah, so I did fifteen dead dead hang pull-ups. You know, with no problem because I didn't weigh anything. Uh, but yeah, that after after that was probably the 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 downward trend, I should say. Um, I I ran really well, but I I for up until the eighteen nineteen years old, you know, my uh, family doctor always say, oh, you know, eat as many carbs as you can. You know, that's what the problem. So fries, potatoes, you know, anything I could, you know, put in my body. And as you get, get older, right, you know, that does its damage. Uh, and then I went to uh, Iraq, you know, and you're eating 4,000 calorie meal MREs two, three times a day. So that gets old. And then uh, the weight just stayed on and it just kept getting worse and worse. How much uh, weight did you car- gain? How much weight did you gain through military? Um, so I started what was it, 107 when I went in. Four years later, I was probably 170, 180. Damn. Uh, I'd say the majority of that was probably muscle. We did a lot of running. I mean, it was five days a week. You know, on Fridays, we do an 11-mile run. So from that aspect, the uh, cardio part was good. But I would just make up for this by eating fast food all the time. I mean, when you're 18, 19 years old, you don't know how to make your own meal. You know, you remember what your parents made you. Uh, yeah. But and, and it was just the bad, the bad habits that started right out the gate, I think. And you know, as you know, as you get older and kind of do that. Uh, but I think the biggest point where it really completely stopped was I got in a car accident, broke my leg in half, and I was bedridden, or uh, I I couldn't have any weight bearing on my right leg for 90 days and I probably put on 40 pounds. So I think at my heaviest, I was probably 220, 225 mm. and you know, no muscle just getting, you know, fatter by the day. And I don't remember not eating out, you know, I'd have a breakfast from Jack, uh, breakfast burrito from Jack in a box in the morning. You know, we go get, you know, chili cheese fries for lunch and in the evening with pizza or burgers, you know, and that went on for years. Mm. And then, I'd say I was surprised, and I, but I shouldn't be. And I found out in 2013 uh, when I tried to get life insurance that they denied me um, because my blood sugar uh, at the time of taking the results was over 300. And, uh, and it turns out my A1C was 8.8 at the time. And I, even then, I didn't know what that meant. Oh, take a pill, maybe don't eat any sweets, that kind of thing. And from 2013 up until literally, you know, the beginning of this year, I didn't, I didn't take it that seriously. I just thought I was taking a pill every once in a while, you know, maybe not drink as much, you know, maybe cut out as many burgers. Uh, but, but again, for the most part, I, I wanted to take it, take it seriously. And that's how I reached out to you to try to get, get things on track starting in January. Yeah. What, what was it? Cause you know, we started training together and just for some context, so people understand I was running, 
uh, corporate wellness program for the company that Gabe works for. So we were running strength and conditioning classes uh, for their employees in this phenomenal gym that they built out. And so Gabe started training with us right from the beginning and um, Mm -hmm. really was just crushing it in the gym, was obviously super dedicated to the training aspect of it. But I obviously you had been struggling, like you had no concept um, uh, of what kind of the nutrition that you needed for your goals were. And, and I think to be fair, like, you know, throughout this whole time, like you've always wanted to put on muscle mass. You've always wanted to, to look right. bigger, look leaner. Um, and, and obviously that's, that's part of the process, but but for you, it was more unique in that you're di- you know, you were type two diabetic, and mm-hmm. frankly, the calories, the, the the raw materials that you put in, you were putting in, uh, just weren't being utilized very effectively. You're storing a lot of it as body fat. Obviously, you were overweight. Um, so, kind of, at what point in the process, coming in, you're learning some principles of strength training. You're getting stronger. Um, at what point in the process did you kind of start to realize that you really needed to take a harder look at not just the training, but maybe the nutrition and lifestyle aspects? I, I gotta be totally honest. I, I'm really competitive. You know, we have small classes that, you know, that we, the core team of people that work down there. And I noticed I was getting stronger, but not a lot of my body was changing. Um, and it, 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 it took it to the point where, I'm turning 40 in two weeks and I think, you know, a conceded goal, but I was like, I told you, I want to be swole by 40. You know, I just want to be really fit by 40 years old. You know, I decided that in December, we, you know, I signed up for the program with you in January and I wanted to do what the Marine Corps taught me to do, which is how far mentally can you go? How far physically can your body handle stress? And I knew that I had to make a change. I, I knew that's that's the part I wanted to do. And the you know hour in the morning, which half of it is probably talking and socializing and little lifting, uh, I wanted to reverse that. I wanted to do as much as I possibly could so I'm exhausted by the time I leave there and what my body could or, could or couldn't handle. I think that's kind of got to the point that I'm at now is you know I, I, I lift heavier, uh, I lift um, more consistently. And the biggest part I, I think I gained from working with you was just the technique, you know, the form, the proper form. Hell, I didn't know what supinated and pronated was. It took me six months to figure that, you know, grip out, you know, just, just from that. <laughs> but it was little, little things like that. And it was just, you know, really taking it seriously. I mean, it's kind of the cliche thing to hear or say, but at, at the same time, I, I, I wanted to take it seriously and, and take the advice that you, that, you know, I, I, I was wasting my time and your time by not taking the advice. And I wanted to make sure I was doing more of that. How frustrating was it for you, though, to know that you were coming in the gym every day and training your ass off um, and outlifting everyone else in in the gym, but not seeing the type of body composition results that you were looking for? Uh, again, it's it's one of those things you're you're trying, you're trying, and nothing you don't see, start to see the results. And was I expecting to have you know twenty inch biceps in, in six months? Honestly, yeah, I was. I was trying to get get to that point because I said, well, you know, I I, I thought I, I always heard what you guys would say, and you know, I'd never really thought anything much of it. It's like, well, a burger has protein in it. That's beef. You know, cheese on a pizza has protein in it. You know, you need that stuff. You know, the you know that's in the pyramid. You know, the nutrition pyramid that they taught us when we were eight years old. Um, I never knew 
how the macros work. I always heard of it. I was, you know, so many carbs, so many fats, so many proteins. I didn't know what that meant until I actually started to do it. And again, I, I went through the phase when we were going down in, in, our, in our calorie count uh, and our macros, what my body could do. I was starving. Like I couldn't, I couldn't take any more, you know, sneak a Dorito here, you know, maybe, you know, half a sip of some soda, that kind of stuff. And then kind of you bought, your body gets used to it, or at least I got used to it. Um, but what I started to notice, uh, and is after what, six, seven years, my blood, my waking fast blood sugar would be normally 120, 125, 130. I was like, Oh, I guess that's normal for me. I'm diabetic until I really started taking my nutrition seriously and working out that it started to drop to about a hundred, 105, then drop sub 100. And it was, you know, stayed high nineties for a while until it got to the points where it was like, 70s and 80s and now i'm averaging low 90s you know with you know my diet now uh i i wanted to find out exactly what you know biologically what science was saying and i got my blood work done and you know i i, I couldn't break below 6.0 or 6.1 in my a1c and just you know what three weeks ago now i'm at 5.4 uh and 5.7 is pre-diabetic and, you know, and 6.0 and up is, is diabetic and 5.4, my, my primary care doctor had a sudden look on his face. He goes, I've only had three, three patients in my career that's actually beat diabetes and nobody's done it to that level in just over a year. And again, I was at 5. Point, uh, I think 5.8, 5.9 a year ago. Uh, so it dropped yeah. it to 5.4. Technically it was six months. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's six mean, months, you know, it, from that point. But, you know, even far back from a year ago, from whenever I, you know, last met with him, my annual uh, thing, and he, he, he said, he goes, that's, that's something to be proud of. You know, and I, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, and that's one thing I can probably hang my head on that I think I've done well is stuck to this. You know, I, I couldn't do it without my wife motivating me. We work out in, the, in our garage gym every day, you know, go for our walks. Is it exhausting? Yeah, it's exhausting kind of work, walking. It's exhausting to do it when it's 110 degrees in the garage. Yes. But I wanted to be able to do that, to say that I did it. Now it's a lifestyle change for me. You know, I don't think I'll ever go back to that because of the basics that I've understood in how to manage my nutrition, how to manage my blood sugar, how, how, how I wake up in the morning and how I feel. That's the big, biggest benefit that I've seen so far, you know, other than getting lean and things like that is just how I wake up in the morning. I'm not as moody, not as grouchy. You know, that part, I'm not tired. I'm not exhausted at, after eating a couple of potatoes, you know, diced potatoes. You, uh, you used to have some crazy blood sugar swings, I recall. It, it was. Again, it, it was waking fasting of blood sugar with nothing in my system. Wake up, just take my blood sugar. I, it was 120, 125. And to me, that thought that was normal. I never thought anything of it. I couldn't see for the first 45 minutes. It was always, you know, the blood sugar crystals resting in my eyes with the they told me before and it, it took a while to actually see. And now I don't, I don't have that problem. You know, I get up, I'm ready to go, you know, come, you know, move around, get some coffee and it's ready to train. You know, yeah. if I could get up earlier, I, I, I would and, you know, start that process in an hour, an hour and a half of, of, of training and dedicating that part just every day. It's an hour. Just, you know, that's, that's there's 23 other hours in the day to do that. And that, it's the cliche thing. You know, you kind of see people's, you know, posts on Instagram, oh, I took this tea and I dropped 60 pounds in two months, you can do it too. I, I don't believe any of that, but I, I wanted it 
you know, I, I like that you reached out to me. And I want to be able to explain to, you know, your audience that I'm a normal, everyday guy. I'm married. I have six kids. I took over the, the lease on two additional kids. So I have eight kids total. <laughs> so if there's, if there's anybody that, that yeah, I'm about as normal as I get. I have a regular, you know, I think a regular job like anybody else. I, I try to work hard. But what it's done for me is, is I, I canceled my gym membership. Uh, that saved me $160 a month. You know, I invested in my own equipment in my garage, and I, I now that I know that I'm paying for it, this is my stuff. I think I'm more invested in getting this done. And if it's not overall for being, you know, a little conceited about looking good in a, in a tight shirt, um, I, I think the overall lasting effects, of the benefits of my blood sugar and being around for these 37 kids that I have, yeah. uh, long term. You know, well, my son, that's my the youngest is seven months old. Yeah, I mean, that's the craziest thing is I, I think if you put it into perspective and sort of look at the longevity of type two diabetics and the way that you were headed, uh, fuck, man, I mean, you've probably added 20 years to your life. I, honestly, I mean, it's hard to quantify that, but legitimately and then just the quality of your life and the example you're setting for those kids and you knew nothing about nutrition. Hey guys, real quick, I know this is a tough time for a lot of us. There's a lot of anxiety, frustration, and fear around the economy and our ability to create a safe and stable future for our families. The stress is piling up and without our usual outlets like the gym, seeing our friends, and man, even just getting out of the house regularly, it's easy to get down on ourselves, stop moving so much, start eating and drinking more, and lose sight of the number one most important investment that we should be making right now and that's in our own health and fitness. Look, the only thing that we can truly control right now is our health, and really what better time is there to make yourself a priority? If you're ready to take back control of your health so that you can be the father, husband, partner, and leader you know you can be by having the energy, focus, drive, and resilience to thrive physically, mentally, and emotionally, then we need to chat. Just schedule your free nutrition strategy call over at bslnutrition.com forward slash level up, or you can find the link in the episode show notes below. I guarantee you'll walk away from our call with more clarity and confidence around exactly what action steps you can start taking today to build the personal foundation for long-term growth in every area of your life. I'll look forward to speaking with you and enjoy the rest of the show. I want to jump into kind of how your habits have evolved through the program, but you know, to you, it was normal just to eat fast food and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't your parents diabetic as well? I don't have anybody that I know of on both my mom and my dad's side that isn't uh, type two diabetic. My sister is type one. She's been since 11 years old. I don't know anybody. I, I, I literally can't think of anybody that doesn't have diabetes. And I was literally yeah. technically the last one to find out I was diabetic. Yeah. And I think when you are indoctrinated into that, it's, uh, it's really easy to just say, you know, for example, I was working with a, um, a Native American tribe um, some years ago, and it, it's the same type of thing in terms of everyone really, the majority of the people become type 2 diabetic at some point. And, and obviously with our culture now, it's, it's getting earlier and earlier to the point where they no longer call it adult onset diabetes. It's, it's now just type 2 because kids are freaking getting type 2 diabetes. But you know, the, the language that some of the children were using when I was speaking with them was really when I get diabetes. Like it was just a, a foregone conclusion 
that they're going to become type 2 diabetic because the lifestyle and the eating habits in place are so not appropriate for you know who they are what they are human consumption if you will um and so it's pretty remarkable you know pretty remarkable in, in that you know just just in that light um but you know even more so is i'd love to hear just kind of how your nutrition knowledge and habits have evolved throughout the course of the program because again you didn't really know much about nutrition obviously you were getting stronger in the gym but when we started working together what was the sort of biggest aha for you from a nutritional standpoint in terms of whether it's be calories whether it be macros whether it be type of food and you know so on and so I, forth. I think the biggest the biggest benefit is using all the tools that you provided you know and i think uh, my fitness pal was probably the the, the easiest one, uh, you scan your food in, you type what food in you ate, you got to measure it, got to weigh it and put all of it in there. Um, and I felt, I felt the biggest thing is like a lot of the marketing behind a lot of the foods that we would normally eat butter, for instance, it's like, Oh, this one's good for your heart. Yeah. Scan a tablespoon of butter into, into my fitness, fitness pal. And you realize how much fat it has in there. And those are regular things that take, well, toast, you know, regular white, white bread is better than wheat bread or vice versa, whatever that is. How many carbs that is? And when I associate what I would normally eat for breakfast, some toast, a couple of eggs, or throw some butter on there or peanut butter, whatever that is, I, I was realizing it was noon and I was through with my macros for the day. I'm like, well, this is bullshit. I'm just not going to log in. Ben won't know any different. But I'm not cheating you by finding out exactly what I was eating. I was cheating myself. So as soon as I realized, it's like, well, if I plan for what I'm going to eat for breakfast the next day, and it sounds silly, right? But if you plan for what you're going to eat for breakfast, if you plan what you're going to eat for lunch, if you plan for what you're going to eat for dinner, but I say I, my, I mean, my wife does the majority of that. She does a <laughs> lot of the logging and the waiting <laughs> and all that. She puts that all in there for me. And does it get old eating eggs? Yes. But you know what's not going to get old is, is you know, my, my, uh, my desire to keep getting better to keep getting stronger, to rub it in the, my buddy's face in our morning fitness crew, you know, how, how much imp I've improved, how many more pull-ups I can do now, or how lean I am. Hell, I've worn down two shirt sizes. You know, I've had to buy smaller pairs of underwear because they fit too loose. And I'm not making how a much, joke of it. How much weight, how much weight are you down? I'm down 21 pounds. Yeah. I'm down 21 pounds since, well, technically I, I since January, um, but I'm down 21 pounds. I've gone down, uh, I was a 36-inch waist. I'm about a 33, 32-inch uh, now. That's the biggest part. Is my midsection's probably been down. Oh um, yeah, huge. A large shirt, yeah, medium shirt. You know, and again, and data, right? You know, tracking, you know, food, taking your measurements, taking your weight, tra tracking my blood sugar. You know, it's, and I'm very much consistent, high 80s, uh, low 90s for my fasting blood sugar. And it's not that I I can't have carbs. You know, I I've started reintroducing some potatoes and some rice to get where I need to get. But I, I think I'm smarter about it now. Do I need a whole bowl of white rice? No, a cup of rice with, with whatever I'm eating in a high protein diet, and it worked for me. And I, I, again, it's just, I'm, I pretty much stick to the same things that I know day in and day out, some eggs with some turkey, uh, some egg whites, throw a little bit of hot sauce on there for, for flavor. Uh, lunch, you know, it's you know, some grilled chicken on some, on some lettuce, that type of stuff. And maybe, you know, some tea, some iced tea with it, you know, just kind of break it up. You know, yep. I'm, I'm not one of those people that just 
a chicken with no flavor, you know, iceberg lettuce, you know, and that's it and drink water. You know, I, I still have a lot to, a long way to go, but those are the little things that I started to do and then try to get to where my macros are every day, which to me, it's a game. It's, it's a game to, that I want to, that I want to beat every day is to hit my macros within one or, one or two grams every single day, get my steps in. Um, yeah, it's 112 degrees today, but I got to go out there and get it done. And yeah. it gets the kids out with us and it teaches them, you know, the, you know, those the fundamentals of eating right and exercising. What do you say to the people that kind of kaffaw at um, having to, to track all of that information on a daily basis and what a pain in the ass and I don't want to have to deal with that? Kind of what's your, what's your perspective there? I think if we took a, look, took a little bit more time on uh, less time on Instagram and following Facebook posts and use that to log in your food, I think it'll have a lot more benefit in the long run, you know, or if you want to be on Instagram and take a walk, you know, do that too. You know, does it get boring, you know, walking around your neighborhood? Yeah. But it's what do you want to get out of it? For me, I wanted to be swole. I wanted to be big. You know, I wanted to look like a fitness person. That's not in my DNA. Uh, so I got to work a lot harder to do and I got to make sure my nutrition's right and my, my form is right. And the exercise that I'm doing, you know, if it says, you know, it's a, a eight count or a eight reps, I'm doing all eight reps or 10 reps or 12 reps or hell a hundred calf raises if I need to, whatever that part is, I'm not cheating anybody but myself by not completing the exercise. I'm not cheating anybody by myself but not eating the nutrition that I need to every day, day in and day out. Yeah. You know, let's jump into that because I know that you've had phenomenal success in terms of losing body fat, no longer technically type two diabetic. It's absolutely remarkable. But you know, this is a real world and we all have ongoing struggles. And, and so aside from just the fact that you have a million children and, you know, a busy job and all this shit to deal with that we all deal with to some degree, you know, right now for you, it's sort of the frustration of saying, I'm having a really hard time putting on muscle mass and not, you know, I know that you're not um, as happy as you'd like to be with kind of your physique as my having as much muscle mass as you want. And, and you specifically said, you know, I've been the skinny kid for the first half of my life. And I don't want to become the skinny guy, you know, now. So maybe you could just elaborate for a second as to kind of what you're experiencing right now. And then we can kind of talk through what the course of action is. Yeah. So about three weeks ago, we we did lower some macros. You know, I went from 175 uh, grams of carbs down to 125 just to to get that, you know, body fat back down and be more insulin sensitive uh, for the carbs that I am taking in. Um, again, we're, I'm in week four of that program and I, I feel like I need to put on an, ex, an extra five pound plate when I'm lifting. I feel like I need to, you know, squeeze in another gram or two of protein and it's not doing anything. I've been at 167, 168 for three weeks now. And now I want to put on muscle. I want to put on that, you know, that weight, the weight in, you know, a healthy weight in muscle. And I feel like I can't. And it's not a lack of, of, of lifting more weights at this point or a heavier yeah. weight or doing more reps. You know, I even asked you, I said, should I do two a day, you know, to burn myself out? And he said, use that energy to do another thousand or two thousand steps or whatever we need to get done. So I, I got to be totally honest. I'm completely frustrated. I want to do that. I'm walking around most of the time if I'm on a, a conference call for work. Uh, but I'm, I'm at that point. I feel like I'm kind of scared. It's like, do I, I, I want to put on more masks? It's not about fitting, you know, looking nice in a shirt. I, w- I need to put on muscle now. And I don't know if I've, if I've gone too far 
in cutting my carbs and or not enough protein. But that's the part I'm trying to answer now. Sure. Is it putting another plate on doing a squat? Is it another, you know, 10 pounds lifting when I'm doing dumbbell presses? Uh, whatever that is. But I, I'm ready to put on that muscle. So I, I'm at that point. Again, you know, I'm at almost a month mark of that deficit, but I'm, I'm ready to do more. Yeah, that's it's such a good point and such a good sort of look at one of the things that everyone struggles with at some point in one of these programs, especially when we're trying to lose body fat. And frankly, man, for every single guy I work with, the same thing comes up is we want to be big, but we also want to be lean. And what most people don't understand is that um, you can't, you know, typically you can't do both at the same time, unless you have the help of maybe some anabolics, which we're not going there. Um, You know, you're a 40 year old dude, and we want to do this in a realistic way. And oftentimes it becomes, it's not about the volume of training per se. Um, In fact, oftentimes it becomes, okay, well, are you optimizing your sleep? Are you getting enough just overall physical activity? Like we said about the steps. And are you really making sure that your recovery is on point? Uh, so that the hard training that you do, you're recovering as effectively as possible. But the reality there within that is if we are in a deficit, which is what we need to lose body fat. And my main concern for you here is, and, and I think this applies to, to most people, um, and especially guys, is like I said, we want to get big, we want to get lean generally you can't do both at the same time like sometimes there is if you if you haven't really been lifting much before even in a deficit you'll still lay down some new muscle tissue um, if you're relatively untrained but the way that i do things and i I think the way that um, most good coaches would logically do it is to help you get as lean as possible first because what happens when you get lean is you become more insulin sensitive right? So we're losing body fat. Body body Mm -hmm. fat is this metabolically inflammatory tissue that influences hormones in a negative way. And that's both adipose tissue and and subcutaneous or visceral body fat, this body fat that Mm -hmm. we store deep around our organs. So for you, like we've seen such crazy results in terms of your midsection reducing in size. And that's not only just from the, the, the fat that's you know, um, around uh, the outside of the uh, of the muscles, but also deep around your organs, and all of that body fat influences the hormones that your body produces: your androgens, your your growth hormone, your testosterone, all of those things. So, by reducing that first, we're helping you function better. We're helping all of your cells function better to the degree that. The carbs that you do consume, as we're seeing evidenced by your blood sugar, is you're utilizing those carbs more effectively so that you're, you're storing them in the muscle and in the liver to be utilized as energy because you have more receptors available on those cells to soak up the sugars um, and, 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 and cling on to the insulin to soak up those sugars. Um, so it's incredibly important that we focused on that at first. And I've explained that to you time and again, and I know you understand that, but I'm really just laying this out. And, and I get now you're at the point where you're like, okay, man, like we're getting leaner. (laughs) And and in my mind, we could still get leaner, but I, I completely understand. And so this is a pivotal point where we say, okay, you know, now we need to figure out, all right, we need a period of calorie surplus 
or at the very least some consistent maintenance. And right now you are in a deficit calorie. So what we're likely going to do is we're going to bump you into a, a maintenance. So we'll fairly significantly increase your calories to what I think is um, your mate, quote unquote maintenance level. And that's a range. But just because we have so much data collected over the last six months, I know, I can mm -hmm. see from, from your weight changes and where it's plateaued and, and been stagnant, what likely is that maintenance zone. So by bumping you up into maintenance, we'll be giving you more raw materials to be utilized to lay down new muscle tissue. But the reality is just so you understand, like if we're in a deficit, yeah, like it, our goal is to just maintain that lean muscle tissue and lose as much body fat as possible to get you as healthy as possible. And especially you having the prevalence and the genetics to the predisposition to be type two diabetic, right? So it would have been, it, it would have been illogical for us to try and gain. It would have been irresponsible to, to have us try and increase your calories to the point where, um, because that's what it takes to, to lay down new muscle tissue. You need to be in a surplus, which means you need to be eating more calories than you're expending. But your body's not utilizing those calories effectively. So you're going to lay down more fat mass. And you experience that, you know, before yeah, we started together. And, and even when we started talking about, you know, hey, because we go down for a couple of weeks and, you know, have one day uh, of high carbs. And before I was doing better with my blood sugars, you know, again, a few potatoes, a cup of rice, my sugar go right back to where it was before. And I didn't understand that. I, I always thought I was like, man, Ben's an asshole, man. Fuck this guy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And I started, I, I got to, you know, I got to take your advice. I have to listen to what, what he's saying. I have to, to understand exactly what he means by, you know, making sure we're getting the right rest, making sure we're hydrating, making sure we're doing this and make sure that, do I want to go out there every single day and, and lift when it's hot as hell out there? No. But after a couple of reps, it's like, okay, I'm good. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, and I think it's worth mentioning one of the biggest things I saw the improvement in. I went from about five and a half, six hours worth of sleep. Now I get seven hours plus. You know, on good days, I'm eight, eight and a half hours. Yeah. And it's, it's a good REM sleep. You know, I'm not tossing and turning, you know, all night, you know, because, you know, I'm having digestion for whatever we ate for dinner. You know, I, I sleep well, I get up, and I'm ready to go, you know, day in, day out. I think the pandemic is probably a big part of that because there's nowhere yeah. to go for, for the longest time. You don't have to drive but, for three you know, hours a day either. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not driving for an hour and a half to get to the office, or, you know, work out and then work all day and then drive for an hour and a half back. And I'm, I'm beat by that point. So yeah. I, I didn't have any excuses. All the excuses have been been removed. And again, I have a good partner. You know, Jasmine, my wife, is, you know, she's a really good partner and helped me with the, the putting the meals together, you know, and helping me log it in. She'll send me whatever she she weighed out. And then, you know, we motivate each other to get out there every morning at 6, 6.30. Yeah. Is, you know, get some stretching in, get those squats in. Hey guys, real quickly, I want to talk to you about my nutrition company, BSL Nutrition, and our all-in-one training drink called Complete Essentials. This is a comprehensive exercise formula that I personally created after experiencing years of frustration, working with hundreds of individuals and athletes that were not getting the nutrition that they needed before, during, and after their workouts. After using numerous workout powders that were low quality, overpriced, chock full of caffeine and artificial sweeteners and were flat out useless, I said enough is enough 
and figured out how to create a nutritionally dense, comprehensive, and high quality product with ingredients that you can feel good about taking and giving to your family. When you use Complete Essentials, you'll no longer need pre, during, and post-workout supplements. You'll save time, money, and energy, and get all of the beneficial nutrients you need in one delicious, easy-to-mix drink. It's just the ingredients that you need to give you great natural energy, improve your recovery, and reduce your muscle soreness with no caffeine or artificial sweeteners. You can learn more about our complete essentials at bslnutritionshop.com and check out the show notes below for a nice little discount on your first purchase as my way of saying thank you for listening. That's it. Let's head back to the show. That's what we have to keep coming back to is it's never what we think it is. It's never when we look and see people make these transformations. Um, you know, you're not, you don't get the subtext. Um, you don't get the context of it. You don't see often the timelines responsible for it. You don't see if there's any, uh, you know, anabolic assistance and, and frankly, you don't see the genetics involved. Um, so, but, but the reality here is like, yeah, so we have action steps that we can take, um, in terms of bumping up your calories, modifying the workouts to some degree, um, and then continuing to focus on all these foundational principles that are going to keep supporting you. And that's the best that we can do in terms of, but, but also the reality is like, you know, you're not going to just, you're just not going to put on 20 pounds of lean muscle tissue in any reasonable amount of time, even in a year, you know, it's like some of the best, biggest bodybuilders in the industry, even with the help of anabolics, were only putting on maybe eight or 10 pounds of muscle mass and, and they trained for a living and ate for a living. So it's, it's really us, us kind of playing this game of, of toggling between what can we get away with in terms of bumping up your calories without it too significantly impacting your blood sugar, which is such a phenomenal tool for us to utilize to be able to tell how you're responding. And to, especially to the different types of carbs, because we know you do respond differently to some carbs versus yeah. others. And then just paying attention to, okay, what's happening with weight, what's happening with body composition, what's happening with strength. And we'll continue to play that game in terms of, okay, so we're gonna come out of this deficit, we'll bump you into maintenance, we'll spend a few weeks there, we'll see how you respond, see what happens to energy, see what happens to training at um, strength in the gym, and then make sure you're not putting on too much body fat. Because also what people don't understand is when you're in a surplus, you're not only just going to put on muscle tissue, but you're going to put on fat mass as well. That's just how the right. body works. Because um, you're consuming more calories than you're, than you're expending. So that's just what happens. Yeah, and it's, it's just setting that realistic goal. And I think initially, you know, up until January, you know, I, I think we're rounding five years, you know, the program been in place at work. And I showed up pretty much every day, you know, did the workout and then went to work. And it, it was, I, I enjoyed doing it because it's a good stress reliever. But I think at the same time, I think I had a realistic goal. I wanted to be, you know, as big as you guys that have been doing this professionally for 15 years. Like, oh, I should be that big right now. Or I should, you know, be my arm should be bigger than that. Uh, what I didn't realize is other people were noticing my body before I was. Like, oh, you lost some weight. Oh, look, your face is thinning out. You know, that kind of stuff. You know, you haven't seen anybody in a few months, especially with all this going on. I want to be the one that shows back up to the office and everybody's like, man, what did you do? You know, and I'm not, 
you know, I'm not saying that from a perspective of like how I look in my shirt or my clothes from that, that aspect. I, I want to be able to tell them, hey, I beat diabetes. You beat diabetes, like, oh, yeah, I can also do some more pull-ups now too, but I'm not, that's, not, that's not the benefit I was looking for. I was looking at that I don't want to be on medication, you know, you know every day for the rest of, my, rest of my life, taking three or four medications in, in, in a day sometimes uh, just to get to that maintenance level. You know, now I don't, I don't need it. You know, I mean, even my PCP says you don't need two of these three, you know, metformin is probably the only one I still take to help banish wherever I'm at. Cause I'll never yeah. be non-diabetic. I'll be more receptive to get it or be, if I don't control it, but from yeah. a clinical standpoint, yeah. you know, from a clinical standpoint, a 5.4 is that's not even pre-diabetic. Right. And I, I want to be able to be that success case and teach my kids, Again, because of type two and because it's in our, our uh, family history for them to do it. I think the biggest win I could probably share with your audience is that our four year old in daycare, they had a teacher, a dentist go to the daycare and say, Hey, you know, guys, you know, what's the difference between good, you know, good foods and bad foods? And they had a, a little, a little box of the uh, raisins, you know, a little tiny boxes, a little snack size and a little sample size or the snack size of Skittles and said, Well, which one's better for you? My son raises his hand. He goes, well, which one has more calories? You know, mm, that's he's awesome. four years old. He doesn't even know what a calorie is, but he hears us talk about calories. He hears us talking about macros and stuff like that. But he knew to ask the question, which one has more calories? And a lot of what we, you know, our habits, they're picking up on now. You know, they, they don't like eggs before. Now they kind of try a little bit here and there. You know, they don't even know that they had, had sugar-free syrup you know, on their, on their, their, their waffles that they're eating, but it's, it's little, little steps, right? Baby steps. You such as at a, you try to teach them at a young age. And that was, I was going to even say that's for, for me, it wasn't just going from 5,000 calories a day down to, you know, 2000 calories, it's, you know, cutting out, do, do I really need to eat this with the tortilla? You know, I'm a Mexican in the Mexican family, you know, they have flour tortillas and everything. You don't eat with pork. It's a tortilla. And it's like, well, how much could I benefit by not eating that? How much carbs are in that? You know, and, you know, or do you really eat two pieces of toast? Maybe cut down to one and then maybe get rid of the toast over time. But the caloric deficit, I didn't really understand that until I actually started doing it. And the way that I felt, you know, my body went through a shock at first and then you kind of get used to it. And to, to be honest, I don't miss it. I don't miss, miss drinking, you know, two or three beers, you know, hanging out with friends. Uh, do I still do it? Yeah but I don't do it as often. They don't need that. I don't feel like, you know, that I don't want to go backwards. I actually feel guilty a little bit taking in too many carbs or too much, you know, a fat or it to be able to eat a whole pizza by myself. I'd probably get nauseous eating one slice, you know, the way it is now. And that's not to say that anybody, you know, you can't enjoy whatever you want. It's just moderation. It's cutting your calories and managing to whatever your expectations are. I'd rather feel better and look better than what, you know, what, what I feel like after, you know, devouring a large pizza by myself. Yeah, absolutely, man. You're setting a great example for your family, for all of, you know, people that you hang around with. And the reality is that, you know, the reality is most people aren't willing to put in the effort. Um, as much as I hate to say it, it's, it's, you know, it's easier to just be uncomfortable and be in pain uh, oftentimes than it is to make the effort to, to make massive lifestyle change. And I get that. And everyone finds kind of their tipping point. But with that said, assuming someone is kind of maybe teetering on the edge of, of really wanting to do something, um, what suggestions would you make for them? What action steps would you say are relevant? 
I think it's a t- set a, a, an attainable goal. Is that cliche to say? Yeah, everybody says, oh, I want to lose five pounds. But say have a realistic goal for yourself and do it for yourself. Uh, if that's losing five pounds, then, you know, you lose the five pounds and then start with another five. Instead of losing 20 pounds, do it in five-pound increments if that works better for you. But I think the biggest thing, and I keep saying, is that is finding a good partner to work out with, a good partner to have this goal with. I, you know, the, the small circle of friends that I have now, when I talk to them, I share exactly what we eat and how we're doing that. I say, yeah, that's bullshit. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And then I pick up that they're starting to do that. They're starting to drink more water, starting to go on these walks. And, you know, maybe they don't need, again, the same whole a whole pizza by themselves. It's a couple of them. And I noticed we go out to dinner now, you know, even the restaurants that are open, they're eating a salad versus, you know, a steak with a baked potato. Just the little changes. And if I can make an influence on that, it's, it's, it's just to say that. Find a good partner, a good circle of people that will help motivate you and they'll help keep you in line. And I'm, I'm the first person to say is I, I need direct criticism. I need you to tell me and not sugarcoat it. If I'm not doing right, then tell me I'm not doing right so I can get back on track. But if I even hear somebody can do one more pull-up than me, I thought it's on. <laughs> you know, awesome. it's on. And I, it's like, there, there's no way they're going to beat me. There's no way they're going to do, you know, five pounds more than a dumbbell set than I can do. You know, and no, that, it's finding those little goals. That's good. You know, I have no problem calling you out um, and telling you <laughs> yeah, to increase, increase in your steps. Uh, last question, man. Who would you recommend kind of the, the coaching program to? The people like are just like me. You know, if you're, or, or not just like me, if you're, if your regular regimen is, is, is fitness or you're struggling with that. Um, I think the people that are, are especially people with diabetes, I mean, it's such an overwhelming, it's a normal thing to have diabetes now, it, it seems. Uh, but if you don't think you can do it, these are the people that I hope that your audience hears is that, yeah, you can do it, but you've got to start somewhere. Got to start walking. If that's something you can manage to do or you can't afford the gym, walking just walk wherever you need to do uh, mm-hmm. you know you know do some push-ups you know start somewhere and stick with it just stick with it as the, the most that you can the best that you can and when you don't think you can do some more try to do one more pull-up try to do one more mile of walking again i'm my last person i'm not an instagram influencer i don't have anything to gain from you know talking about any of this other than the benefit that you'll feel when you sleep when you wake up in the morning and you're not as grouchy you know um and those are the people that I hope your audience uh, can hear. It's just, I'm a normal, everyday person. I'll be 40 in two weeks. I have a ton of kids. They're constant. They're probably outside the door right now, you know, <laughs> waiting for some snacks. You know, I'm a regular, everyday person, just like anybody else. And if, if, if the cliche, if I can do it, you can do it. You know, I'm not trying to sell slim fast. Yeah. You know, I just like, do it for yourself. Do it for yourself. Do it for your family. Do it for your kids. Uh, but at the end of the day, do it because you can do one more pull-up from the guy that you work out with in the gym. That's my, yeah. my short-term motivation, and it's awesome. grown into what it is. That's awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to come on and share your journey. And like I said, dude, it's been an absolute honor to have the privilege to work with you and your wife over the past six months and just to see your guys' progress, to see how your lifestyles have changed, to see your energy levels, to see how you impact people around you, to see how the, the, you know, the impact you're making on your children. I mean, this is just absolutely life-changing. And 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 that's why I do this is just because I know by helping you, you're going to help your entire circle of people in a positive way. And I think that's the best that we can do. And, and, and you know, it's just, it, it's just 
food and exercise. And it's so seemingly yeah. simple, but, but so terribly difficult in this day and age. And so having a little guidance, having a little structure, having a good support system, I think it's all paramount. Um, so thank you, man. I, I really appreciate yeah, you. Thanks for having me on. And um, I'll talk to you soon. All right, Ben. Thanks. Did you love this episode of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple show? Then head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a positive rating and review. And more importantly, share this with other men that you know are dedicated to leveling up in every area of their life by learning how to live healthier, more energetic, and productive lives so that they can optimize their health for their family and future. Thank you for listening. And if you want to find out more about how you can work directly with Ben, then just head on over to www.bslnutrition.com forward slash level up.